OT Geniuses. My name is Jessica Lopez Hermanton, and I am the creator and founder of OT Genius. And you're listening to Pre-OT Secrets. On this show, we talk about how to get into occupational therapy school, how to do it in the most financially savvy way. And we also dive into the stories of pre-OTs, current OT professionals and students to learn how they got in and what their experiences were like. And so we're here to inspire, motivate, and encourage you throughout your OT journey and show you how you can be a successful OT school applicant and become the OT that you want to be. Now, on to the show. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode. We have Casey and Joseph back. That last episode was just so good. We had to have them back on. And I know y'all are excited, just wanting to see what other things we have to talk about as far as OT school, PT school, and all of that good stuff. So without further ado, welcome back, guys. How you guys Thank doing? You. Doing great. Doing great. Thanks for having us back. <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way, guys. I'm a huge fan of what you guys do, and I want to make sure that people get the help that they need. So I wanted to talk a little bit more about study habits today because as I was, you know, listening to the last episode, I saw that I mentioned about like, oh, I got a D in bio. And if you really were to ask me, I was studying for that class. And it's not like I just was putting things off and I ended up getting a D because I wasn't putting the effort. So I just wanted to, I guess, talk a little bit more about study habits because I know we both touch upon that a bit with our students that we serve and just kind of thought that if we talk about it, it would help others. How did you guys study when you were pre-PTs? So it changed a little bit over the years, but there were a few things that may remain constant. When I first started PT school, my studying was, I can say very, I guess you can say intense and very intentional as well. And I was very focused. As time went on and I found other interests and PT school slowed down to me, I got myself into other interests and my studying was just kind of routine because I already had my stepping stones in place to where I knew what I can go back to and pick up at any time to make me at least pass the test. So when I first started, some simple things I did was review as close to after class as possible. Then, like we were talking about before pre-recording, definitely handwriting notes as well, but also testing myself as often as possible. So I'm replicating how the actual game time will actually be. Because when you're on a test, you're actively recalling and retrieving the information out of your brain. So I was like, well, why not study like I'm going to actually have to perform on the test? So a combination of reviewing as close to the class as possible writing my notes and actively like quizzing and testing myself was the main things I started with. Very cool. Very cool. How about you, Joseph? My biggest struggle at first was the fact that I would get to the exams and felt like I was studying for the first time. I kind of got frustrated because I was like, yo, like I just had like three weeks of this 
five chapters and now it feels like the night before the exam. I'm trying to cram this stuff, but not just cram it to like review it, cram it to learn it. So I was like stressing out. I'm on YouTube. I'm trying to like, we live in the dorm for undergrads. I'm like running down, trying to find other classmates that live in the building. I'm like, did y'all get it? Cause I didn't. Right. So, so at some point it kind of clicked that I wasn't learning the material throughout. So what I changed, and this is like what I usually tell students, I'm like, this just worked so well for me. And I started to apply this even in PT school. But basically I was like, hmm, there has to be a way for me to like absorb the information bite-sized all the way through. So what I started doing was a pretty simple three-step process where um, the night before a lecture, I actually skimmed the material. The reason why I skimmed it was not just to be familiar with it, but I wanted to know if I was left to myself, if for some reason my teacher just stopped showing up and I had to learn this stuff on my own, what could I learn on my own? Right. Because that's basically what I was doing anyway. That's good. The the night before the exam, I was teaching myself. So I was like, okay, like there's certain things that made sense, but most of them didn't. Right. And so then I asked myself, okay, which things on here just instantly just don't even make sense. Like if I was left to myself for another day, but I still wouldn't get it, especially with classes like chemistry and physics and things like that. Right. And so then I would like mark the parts that were confusing. And so then what I would do is step two was during the lecture. I would then pay attention to those specific sections because remember there's parts that I already would have learned easily on my own, but the parts that were difficult to absorb when I was skimming, I was like, okay, now I'm actually going to listen to the teacher because I realized that beforehand I would sit in a lecture bored as heck (laughs) and partially just like overwhelmed because of how much information, especially with the harder classes, because of how much information was being thrown at me. But something happened when now I would show up intentionally because I was like, oh, I already know what we're generally talking about. Number two, I already know the areas that don't make a lick of sense. So now I'm actually going to pay attention to how the teacher teaches it. And then if I still don't get it, I would ask questions in the classroom. So I kind of became that one student that every now and then would ask questions. It changed how I dealt with my tutors because now with my tutors, I could ask them very specific questions. I had a study group. So I had three other students that we went through undergrad with. And even in PT school, we were in the same PT class. We just studied together. Now, like all our questions with each other were very specific. And and that was my second step. And then third step was I actually reviewed the material the night after the lecture. And so what, when I did that, it just took all the information I was cramming for exams and it led me to actually learn it. So now when it came time for the exams or the finals or whatnot, I was actually genuinely reviewing the material and not learning it for the first time. And so it takes a little bit of time at first, but then you get better at it. You start kind of having a flow for how you do it. But I applied that in PT school. And I'll tell you this, my second year of PT school was probably the hardest academically for me. Like I did not do well, but it was also the year that I did that the least. So I realized that like my studies like strategies were trash my second year of PT school. And so that right there, like now looking back, I'm like, man, like I basically let go of habits that helped me. So it worked for me. It might work for others. I don't know, but that's how I did it. That's awesome. I'm glad that you figured things out. And for me, if you were to ask me now in retrospect, you know, what is it? Hindsight is 20, hindsight is 2020 is what they say. Right. And when I was taking that bio class that I was talking about and just other classes that I failed to right, in relation to science and whatnot, or more specifically math, it, it just was that I remember I would actually read the chapters. Right. And I would be like highlighting everything. And then you wonder, why don't I remember anything? 
<laughs> you know, and you're getting all of this information. But if you don't have systems in place to see if you're actively recalling the information or systems in place to ensure that you're maybe asking different types of questions and that you're approaching class differently, which is why I'm very glad what you guys said. It's going to be definitely a lot harder. So thank you for sharing that. What would you say, guys, is your biggest study tip for students? I have a lot of study tips. I have like 13 in the books that I'm working on, but I'd say the biggest underrated ones, if I could choose one, is I'll say two. I'll give you guys two. Number one is your energy before you start studying. And what I mean is this. Usually when we go to study, it's either early in the morning or middle of the day or late at night, somewhere, and we're just like, oh... I don't want to study. I got to study. And you sit at this desk in a not comfortable chair or maybe comfortable chair and you're leaning over your desk. Your lungs are collapsed. You're like, my life depends on this A. What am I going to do if I don't get the A? You're just, (laughs) and you expect to kill this test and study well, like there's trash. Your whole state is trash. So a very underrated thing is like boosting your energy before you study. Like if you're going to play a basketball game, soccer game, go to a concert, go pregame before you go to the club. I don't care what it is like you're getting up and you're ready. So if you change your state before you actually go into this, I think you'll be surprised at how much better you'll study and how much that'll improve your grades. So that's that that is so good. And Hold on to number two. Hold on to number two. I'm so sorry to interrupt you. (laughs) Yeah, there was a, I forgot where I saw it, but it was this little kid, right? That they were interviewing or whatever. And the mom asked him, why do you wake up so happy all the time? And it was a genuine question, you know, like, why do you wake up so happy? Like, what do you do? And the kid was just basically talking about like, well, I envision the things that I look forward to. So as you say that, Casey, I'm just thinking like, man, as you do get into that desk, and I think that if you just think about just getting excited about going to PT school, OT school, whatever, that that right there too can also really do like serve as a game changer because it'll get you excited. Like if you actually like, no, like it's not like, man, I got to do this to get into OT school or to PT school. But like, it's like you're excited about the profession that you actually want to enter. And it just goes back to, again, knowing yourself, like, are you really excited about getting into this? Because if you really are excited about going to PT school. You're like, yeah, man, like I got to do this because I, I got to get into PT school, man. Like I want to do this so bad, you know? And so, yeah, your energy is going to be reflective and uh, you know, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So yeah, I just wanted to piggyback off of that. Cause I think that that too is very underrated. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. The number two real quick is literally paying attention in class. Like (laughs) be surprised at how much you recall and remember if you like actually diligently paid attention in class and do what Joseph was saying, like ask questions to keep yourself engaged instead of doing like what I did and sit in the back and make jokes and eat snacks while I was almost failing cardio poem and, and biology and all that stuff. So you'd be surprised if you pay attention in class, at least a little bit more than you do now. You don't have to be perfect. Uh, you'd be surprised at how well uh, that gives you the results you want. Very, very cool. Anything else you want to add, Joseph? Yes, but man, like as Casey was saying that, man, I would give anything to just go back in time and just like watch, Kay- like because Casey tells all these stories and I wasn't in the same PT class as them. And I'm like, yo, a lazy, 
like Kate, like it just, it doesn't even make sense to me. So it's hilarious. Like I would have loved to go back and just been in the classroom and be like, yo, this cat. Alan's working out pre-PT grind stuff in the back of the class and not. Oh, so you weren't being lazy then. You just didn't care about school. Man. That's fair. That's fair. (laughs) Man. Like every time you talk about it, I'm like, man, I would have given anything to be in that classroom for sure. But then again, it would have been the two of us because. If you were in the same class, they would have been like, yo, these two brothers don't care about becoming PT. They don't want to graduate. They just trying to do this little podcast. <laughs> anyway, let me go back on track. So Casey said some really great ones. I don't know if the ones I'm about to say are the best ones, but I'll say that they definitely are game changers. And so two things is self-incentives. So I think sometimes like for those of us that that's a struggle with staying locked in with certain classes, especially classes that are a drag. Like there, there's, there's certain classes you have to take that just yeah. suck. Like, 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 you, like you don't want to go to them. You don't want to think about them. You don't want anybody to bring them up. Like, like, you, like never in, in your life would you ever want to retake them kind of yeah. thing. And so for me, that was like chemistry and physics. So I generally didn't want to do the work for it, right? But what I used to do was one of my good friends, Dwayne Haskins, he actually lives like close by here now, but we were in the same class. Um, and what we would do is we loved playing 2K. Um, NBA 2K. And so video games, right? For those of y'all that don't know what 2K is, right? And so what we did is we were like, okay, if we finish this, that, and the other, we'll play a game before we go to sleep tonight. And so, and we lived in the dorm, so I could like go down to his room and play, but it actually got us through. Like, like we were talking about it recently and we're like, yo, like NBA 2K actually got us through. Other games, <laughs> right? Because it gave us something that we were actually excited about. Right. And, and that could be anything for y'all. So create incentives, like make it fun, especially with the classes that are not that fun. Right. Um, and I think the other one is people. You know, I think having some kind of an accountability system. I remember one class, remember how I said I had three friends that we basically kind of rocked with each other all the way through undergrad and PT school. There was one class that one of us was really, really struggling in. And we basically like just all came together, spent like six hours together and just like figured it out. Like, like we were like, yo, we're going to do everything in our power to make sure you're locked in, to help you understand. And so we did that all the time with each other. So it could be as little as just hopping on Zoom and just studying together, just to be in a space of accountability. Don't even talk yeah. to each other, just, just to study. Yeah. Um, and I think it just keeps you in check so that you're not tempted to use that same time on Netflix or, exactly. or on social media, which all those things are great. I love Netflix. I love a good movie. I love social media, but just that allows you to say, okay, I got to keep myself in check and actually show up for myself academically so that I can also take advantage of what Casey was saying, right? Which basically what Casey was even talking about was even the time that you study it and how that state is like, like for some of y'all, it's easier to be in a great state to study in the morning. For some of y'all, it's at night. For some of y'all at night, you can't get yourself to do anything, even if you tried. So but like procrastinating till then, and then trying to function at 9 PM when you know that your mind can't do anything at that time it is basically shooting yourself in the foot. So um, having people that basically keep you in check or at least check up on you and say, Hey, did you do it? Hey, did you show up? Let's freaking go. And so having that is always great to keep yourself locked in academically. So that's what I'll say. 
which I am, I can't thank you enough for bringing that up because if you're listening in, that is just another reason for you guys to actually check out the program that we have for pre-OTs, the Road to Accepted program. Right now, we have shifted to definitely a lot more community-based. If you ask any of my older members that have worked with me in the past, it used to be a lot more me teaching strategies. Okay, this is what you got to do for the personal statement. This is what you got to do for, you know, whatever, the interview. This is what you're going to do in order to avoid loans and all this different stuff, right? But we're shifting from that to just more community aspect. And that's one of the things that we're doing, guys, is that we actually have a study hour like and I don't know if I'm going to change the name we could call it study power hour I don't know but right now the whole point is for you guys to just have that time that you guys maybe could dedicate to Netflix or whatever and you know like okay no it is Wednesday night at 7 p.m it is time for our study session you know, and so we have students that can get together and literally we have it in two breakout rooms. So we have team loud and team quiet, right? And if you just want to like talk about whatever it is that you need to talk about for that class, maybe you guys are taking both biology and you guys can talk about what you're learning in biology and kind of just run things through. You just want to be held accountable. Like, listen, I'm here, I'm studying and you guys can have that. So that's the focus, man. It's just, it's about having accountability and having people be like, hey, like, did you do what you said you were going to do? You know, did you study that chapter or did you understand that concept? Whatever it is. Joseph, you want to say something? No, I was just saying, I love it. I was saying, I love it. If you're a pre-OT and y'all are not taking advantage of that, I don't know what to tell you. I really don't. And I think it's I agree, just man. cool to be around other people. <laughs> well, it's just cool to be around other people. Think about how many of us as, whether you're a pre-PT or pre-OT, like how many of us feel like we're the only ones going through the stuff we're going yeah. through? And just being in a space with other people is just like that alone just gives you confirmation that you're not losing your mind. <laughs> and so I think that's a phenomenal opportunity. Y'all should definitely, definitely take advantage of that. And I'm going to ask you something like, okay, because not for nothing. And I seriously don't say this because it's something that I run. I genuinely really believe this. So I'm going to ask you guys this. Like if it's, I wish I would have had something like this when I was a pre-OT. How do you guys feel? Like, I mean, I'm sure you guys feel the same way. Like, I'm sure you guys wish, man, I wish pre-PT grind was there when I was a pre-PT. Oh, 100%. (laughs) All the time, all the time. But it's not what makes it even more beautiful, right? It's like, yo, like, we're going to create the very thing that would have been super, super helpful for us. And it's exactly what you've done with OT Genius. So, And likewise for you guys. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I'm going to shift gears a little bit. Okay. And I am going to, in a way, kind of dig in at least for the next few minutes, like see what is your day like as a physical therapist? And we'll kind of just close off with that question because I'm going to give as to this is what a day in the life is like as a PT, like just generality, like what does a PT do? Yeah. So I work in an outpatient clinic. Mostly my average patient is African-American, 55-year-old female, but I do see other things. So basically my day starts between 8 or 9 a.m. I work for 10-hour days. I have Wednesdays off and I close between 6 and 7 p.m. So in that time frame, I do everything from evaluations, progress notes, the actual treatments, discharge planning, calling lawyers, calling doctors, worst case managers, case managers, and all that stuff in between. 
I see everything from 100-year-old patients to like nine-year-old patients and everything from the head down to the toe. So in between that, it makes it a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. And we crack jokes like all day, every day on each other. So that makes life and work <laughs> very enjoyable. So that's pretty much what my day is like. I go in there, open my computer, you know, check my patients, then go to work. Sometimes my patients even beat me there for the super early birds. They're already on the bike getting rolling. But I think the biggest thing that'll help you guys out with seeing the difference, because probably wherever you work, whatever, whatever healthcare profession you choose, it's going to be something similar. Oh, I work these hours. I go on my computer. I see the patients and all, all that stuff. But I think what physical therapists do, if you're trying to decide my definition of what I've came up with over the years is we help improve function and mobility before and or after an injury. And what I mean by that is, especially with the difference between PT and OT, because OTs can say the same thing, is that in my opinion, and yes, there are overlaps and similarities, but to keep it simple for you guys, I'll just say it like this. Physical therapists usually focus on how the human can adapt to the environment. So physical therapists are like, oh, shoot, your wrist is broken. Oh, shoot, your shoulder is messed up. How can we fix your shoulder so you can lift up this water bottle? And OTs, in my opinion, are much better, better at saying well, yes, your shoulder is messed up, but how can we also modify this top on this water bottle so you can open it better as well as address your shoulder as well? So if you're like, I want to know how to modify this top on the bottle to help the patient as well as fix their problem in their shoulder, OT might be the thing you're looking for. But if you're like, no, I just want to focus on the shoulder. Let me get that shoulder better and make the person adapt to the environment and not the environment adapt to the patient. Uh, yeah. PT might be for you. So over the years, I had to struggle with that question. Like, what is the difference? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Other people have their own definitions. But for me, explaining this simply to patients and students, that's what I think can help you guys. And I'll throw in my definition of OT out here for those of you trying to just listen in. So the way that I define occupational therapy is that we help people do the things that they want to do and need to do. And as vague as that is, right, like it really just comes down to the root word of occupation, right? So occupation is what we're occupying our time with. Like you can actually think of ADLs like just having the range of motion to put your pants on or to lift up your arm a certain way to put the shirt on or your jacket or whatever. And you can have the range of motion, but if you don't have the sequencing down and you're, or maybe you're putting your shirt on your you know, on your legs, like that's an issue. So how do we address that and can make you independent in, and help you do the things that you want to do? So things even from money management, maybe you have a diagnosis of bipolar disorder and what you really want to focus on and you just have an accounting background, right? And you just love that, right? Like you can actually work with people that have a mental illness to manage their money better. And you can create a program off of that. Like there's so many things. And that's one of the reasons why I chose OT and I love it. And I love PT, but I would keep choosing OT all day, every day. You know, that's just me. <laughs> but these guys here, I know that they would continue choosing PT all day, every day too. And, you know, like it's just doing about what you love and just really gaining some perspective into who you are. And so Joseph, I don't, do you want to add anything to the definition or like, what do you do as a physical therapist? First of all, I think y'all crushed it with a definition. So I'm not going to add a thing. <laughs> but what I do is basically what Casey said, but I work as a part-time physical therapist. So for the clinic that I work at, basically how we set it up is the physical therapist comes in to do the assessments, like the evaluations, reassessments, things like that. Basically, you're the primary 
decision maker for the plan of care for the patient. And then our PTAs and the rest of our team basically handle most of the treatments. And so that's how it's always kind of been. So the, the best way to kind of describe it is sort of like a football team where the PT is like the head coach. And then you have your assistant coaches as the PTAs. And then you have, you know, the rest of the staff is like your techs and whatnot. And then the players are the patients. So, but in terms of everything else, everything that Casey said is what we do day to day, still same calls and everything, but I'm just not there full time because I, I want to be at home with my family and little 17 month old and all that good stuff for my wife. So, but yeah, that's it. Cool. 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 So do you guys want to like, normally I ask, cause I have OTs on the show, right. And they share their pre OT journey or what it was like for them to get into OT school. But I don't know, like, I know you guys help pre PTs, but do you guys have any advice for the OTs out there? I, I think just because you guys serve pre PT, that does not mean you guys can't help OTs out there. So any advice into what a pre OT can do to, I guess, increase their chances of getting in or anything of that nature? I'd say, keep listening to Dr. Dr. Jess over here. Honorary <laughs> Dr. Jess, I'll give you, I'll give you your honorary doctorate. I say, I, I say, listen to everything she's telling you, whatever she's telling you will lead you on the right path. And conjunction with that, I say, learn more about the profession you want to be a part of, the occupational therapy profession, so that you go into your application or any conversation with anyone uh, that's accepting you. And now they're like, wow, this is so refreshing. Someone in your position knows way more than I ever thought you would know, or I'm so tired. They're not going to tell you they're tired, but they'll say, I see thousands of applicants ask me the same stuff and talk about the same thing all day over years, over years, over years. And you come in here asking or talking about some other things that they talk about as professionals on a daily basis. It is game over. So I'd say those two things and you'll be on the right track. Cool, cool, cool. Well, I just want to thank you guys for uh, being on. And, you know, I'm sure this is not the last time you guys know where to reach them at PrePT Grind. Go ahead and give them a follow to tell your PrePT friends if you do have a PrePT friend out there about these wonderful guys out here. And you guys know where to send the pre-OT. So, <laughs> but anyway, I just... Yeah, again, thank you from the bottom of my heart. And we will keep you guys up to date on everything else going on with OT Genius. Thank you. Thank you. It is amazing. Thank you so much for joining me and taking time out of your day to listen. We hope that this has been of value to you and will get you one step closer towards becoming the OT that you want to be. One of the biggest problems I see is that pre-OTs, they try to do things alone. They do things in isolation and the connections that they have are minimal for many reasons. But we are changing that here at OT Genius and focusing instead on building a community for pre-OTs for them to have their first OT family and meet other pre-OTs current OT students and clinicians. To be a part of that awesome community, you can subscribe to our membership by going to otgenius.com. Just go to the tab, get me into OT school on the homepage, and you can join our awesome community there. You can also find our social medias and ways to get in touch with us on the website. So thank you again and see you in the next one.